people you're around are a resemblance of where you're going to be in your destination in your next five years. Yeah. And so for me, man, I, I had to make sure that I changed the people that I was associating with. I started to date different girls. I just started, I just went a totally different direction. I became a new Sean and I started to wrap myself around the goals of what I wanted to be and release the past of everything that I thought before, bro. Welcome back to another episode of Monetize with Marcus. Our goal is to highlight those mm -hmm. who are actually doing it, to give you a roadmap so you can monetize. So every person we interview are, are those who have taken information they had in their head, packaged it into an uh, answer to someone's question, a solution to someone's problem. And today, I've got my brother, my my friend, Tor, Sean Blanchard, hands down, man, just a great guy. Everything from author, entrepreneur, philanthropist. So he's yeah. doing it the right way and serving others, man. Sean, how are you, bro? Man, it's a pleasure, bro. I got to grace your hands, bro. <laughs> pleasure to be here, man. Absolutely, man. So let me, let me start by asking it this way. You know, normally people will ask, what do you do? But I think beyond that, we'll start with, who do you help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you help? I like that, man. So, well, currently today, um, I like to help people who are authors, aspiring authors, to be able to write a book in 10 days, to be able to create up to 20 different streams of income from a book, and to be able to create that in an automated uh, book business process. Mm. And so that's what we do today. Man, we got to dig into that right out the gate. You're just oh, coming yeah. out swinging, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You know what I heard. Write a book in 10 days. Yes, the reason sir. why that sparks my interest, man. Like, that was my journey. I got started before I was business consultant, digital marketing, my first 2015 yeah. books. So let's speak to that, man. What what does that look like? Helping someone write a book in 10 days yeah. and turn it into 20 streams of income. So let's first start with that book writing process. Let's do it, man. So, so the interesting thing is, first things first, CEO of a publishing company, but I'm a mathematician. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got two degrees in math, bro. Yeah taught calculus at the University of Michigan, right? So I'm a heavy math guy, yeah. you know? So when it comes down to writing books, I literally got into this realm because I adopted a kid, changed his life, was in the news, a publishing company asked me to actually write a book. Yeah, I thought they were crazy. I'm like, how am I gonna write a book? I haven't like written a paragraph in like 10 years, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But what happened was it put me in a position where they sparked that, that spark of like, uh, and let me tell you how he sparked the spark. He then told me this. I said, I'm a mathematician. I appreciate the offer, but mm, this is a publisher asked me to write a book. And I said, yeah, but I'm, you know, like writing's not really my thing. They said, well, Sean will give you uh, $20,000. <laughs> yeah, that, that that changed the game. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, I can write for sure. I can absolutely write. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just a matter of how long it was going to take me. Yeah. So I set out on a mission then to tap into my mentors and some friend tours to see how I could execute the play. So literally what I did, I connected with one of my mentors, and she said, Sean, you know what? We're going to connect you with a co-writer. I said, great, you're going to connect me with a ghostwriter. She says, no, a co-writer. I said, wonderful. I don't know what that is, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She said, literally, she told me this statement, and I was so confused. She said, Sean, um, you don't have to be the writer, just the author. I said, okay, cool. I'm not sure how words are supposed to magically appear. I'm not Jesus, so I don't know how this is supposed to happen. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But basically what she did, she connected with a co-writer. I paid this woman $5,000, and we sat down, 
And at the time, I'm a director of youth services in the mayor's office in Detroit. I work with President Obama on some national initiatives. I'm teaching calculus at the University of Michigan. I got my adopted son at the crib. I got a lot going on. Yeah. So me writing a book, it just seems impossible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the co-writer, she said, Sean, you're not going to actually write the book. You're going to speak the book. I said, oh, talk to me nice, right? <laughs> yeah. So then when she said, you're going to speak the book, we literally did it in 10 sessions. And in those 10 sessions, she taught me a process to get that book out of me. Yeah. After 10 days, I was done, yeah. right? And so I became a bestseller. I've done tours, and I've created multiple streams of income from a book. So literally, with me being on that journey of actually making all the money and all the impact from the books that I set out doing, yeah. what I end up doing is making sure that I can give that gain to other people. So now this is a major key. I always tell people you don't have to pay 5000 to just get the book written, to speak the book like I did because I did that for you. Literally what you can literally do is actually have an app. Speaking to that app, I created a book in 10 days formula. So you can follow the template, speak right into it. And the template, basically, the formula basically helps you so that you don't, you don't have speaker's block. So you can just go ahead and dictate the process without a hitch. Wow. So you you package, number one, your investment of 5,000, mm -hmm. your information, your story, your learning curve, mm -hmm. and now what would have taken you a decade, people can do in 10 days. 10 days, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here's why I love books. Number one, like, it's a lifetime product. Mm -hmm. As long as you got a book, you always have a way to generate revenue. So my question to you is, how essential do you think it is? Let's just say someone doesn't want to necessarily be an author, but mm -hmm. they are an entrepreneur. Or they have a skill set. Mm -hmm. How important do you think it is for a person to have a book? Oh, I would say that it's monumental. So everyone needs lead magnets. Yeah. Everyone needs to make sure they can add massive value to people. Everyone needs to position themselves in their particular industry as an industry expert. Everyone yeah. needs to be the go-to person. Books essentially is an honorary PhD, so it positions you to be able to have that space. And not only that, if you're a person that says, I don't really have time to write this book, let's do an ebook. Yeah. You could write a book in 10 days, you could do an ebook in a day. You know what I'm saying? So we also teach that strategy to make sure people can hit the market and go from there too. Man, before I double down on this 20 streams of income, we gotta press for wine. We gotta we gotta back it all <laughs> and get the backstory, man. Like you said, grew up in the D, calculus mm -hmm. on down the line. Now we understand Detroit and many other inner cities, what that looks like. So what was your upbringing? Like long before there was yeah. Multiple books, multiple strings of income, doing well. Like, take us all the way back to that starting point. Yeah, man. And well, it's interesting, man. I was, um, I was born a crack baby. Wow. And so I have seven brothers, in which three are dead, and three have been to prison. Uh, my oldest brother, who I talked to just this morning, currently has life in prison. He's in. Uh, he's going on twenty years now. Wow. And he has eleven children. You know. So, I got a real. It's a it's an interesting family. My mom was a professional shoplifter, and my father he wasn't around from the west side of Detroit. So my mentors growing up, man, I mean, there was multiple streams of income, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was multiple streams. They yeah. just weren't legal streams, yeah, right? Yeah. And I definitely had multiple ones then, just like I have them now, right? So one of the most beautiful things of coming from this type of background, I tell people all the time, like, man, like there's always information around us. Like information is like eating chicken wings. You eat the meat. Spit out the bones. Yeah. Right. And so mentorship is always at play. 
and not mentorship is all, is not always in the most positive manner, but sometimes it's not about knowing what to do. It's about knowing what not to do. If that how, makes sense. How'd you flip that, right? Because I'm from Panama City, Florida. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm, there is not a single person in my neighborhood or I went to school with that hasn't been to prison of mm-hmm. myself, right? And I remember, here's the funny part and where I'm leading with this. Mm-hmm. My parents are pastors. Yeah. So on one side of the street, you got that and all the, all the people from the church where there's certain jokes that hit over there. But yeah. across the street, it's shooting dice, it's gambling. It's, it's, so on the same day that my father took me, because he said, man, you got a call on your life. You need to learn how to put a message together. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys the night before all got locked up in the neighborhood. So they say, y'all little young shawty's got to learn, got to learn how to hold the neighborhood down. So on mm-hmm. the same day I learned how to put a sermon together, I learned how to cook crack. Oh wow! <laughs> right, wow. like within within the same age. Praise the span. Lord! Praise the Lord! <laughs> right. So you got to think as a 12, 13 year old, mm-hmm. how the dichotomy of your mind between you don't know how to process social norms in one setting versus yeah. other. So I say all that. How did that impact you? Like seeing your not your father not being around, yeah. family around you, yeah. mentors around you, coming up in the streets, yeah. seeing poverty. Mm-hmm. Like what were some of those impacts, and how'd you climb out of that? Yeah, man. So and that's a great question. And I would say that it's so dope to talk about our similarities. So I was 11 when I started selling dope. And so it's what's funny is when I was 11, I learned something. This is this is a good one here. When I was 11, I learned something from my brother and something from my mother. So my brother, I learned how to cut crack, sell crack, do all of that. Right. From my mother. She put me in a shoplifting game with her when I was 11. I would be driving her across the country uh, at 11 and going in stores, decoying, dancing like Michael Jackson while my mom is still in Escada, St. John's, or whatever else, right? Now, the, the interesting thing about that is I didn't necessarily see this as all negative because these are people that I'm looking to for livelihood and for life. Mm. And so what I did when I saw my brothers, and my brothers were um, – big in the game. And so I just saw entrepreneurs. I mean, to me, it was just kind of like they had all these people that worked for them. It was like network marketing. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> to me, I'm looking at this like, man, this is an entrepreneur. This guy's a CEO. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And at the time, you know, when we were selling those baggies, when we would sell dope for $20, years later when I would start selling book, I would be selling those for $20. And so I was selling a product, mm. right? And I was selling a product. I moved from products that hurt people to products that heal people, right? Oh, say that again. Products that hurt people transition to products that heal people, right? Yeah. And now when you're doing that, you still have the break, the basics, the fundamentals, and the understanding of how to actually distribute those products, right? We're still moving weight. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a different distribution chain and going from there. Yeah. Now, that was from my brother. From my mother, she was a professional shoplifter. Man, um... In 20, I believe 2016, I was a co-owner of a custom suit company. You know what I'm saying? So we sold the company now, but I went on to become a co-owner of a custom suit company. Why did I love clothes so much? Well, I mean, my mom's a professional shoplifter. So I look at it like this, man. There was a lot of things going on at the time. There were multiple streams of income. And also, when I looked at the lifestyle, my brother had a gold presidential rollie. I got a gold presidential rollie. My brother had an Escalade. I just pulled up in the Escalade. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things in my life that I saw that were positive, I really pickpocket those things to create my life. I maximize and hit all those goals. And now I have goals beyond my once goals that I had as a young man. Mm. 
So what, here's what I would ask, man. Like, what was that turning point? The point that I heard about when you got into book writing. But like before that, what's that yeah. turning point that sent you to school versus the streets? When when did you make the decision? Everybody's got that epiphany story yeah. where it's like <clears throat> I was doing this and then this happened and yeah. pivotal point. For some people, you know, it's prison. For some people, it's, you know, n- near death experiences. Right. What was that for you that made you make that U-turn and move away from being? Let me ask you, what was your nickname? Everybody from, from the got a what, what was that nickname? Like they used to call me back home, Money Mark. Uh, that's right? funny. So like, what was that nickname, man? And like, how did you shake that persona to become Sean Blanchard, philanthropist, author? Like, you polished now. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. I saw yeah. the pictures with the red yeah. bandana. Like, <laughs> like, what was? I want to know the nickname, and then I want to know how you made that U-turn. Like, give it to me. Yeah, what's funny, man, is. Uh, my fiance was just talking about that. She says, you don't have no nickname, huh? I say, well, I mean, it just changed over time. None of them ever stuck. I just had multiple nicknames. Yeah. So one of them would just be uh, Sugar Shine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I had that that my family would say. And they was just like, man, you just sweet. You just do your thing. You just so sweet. Sugar yeah. Shine. And then it would be SB. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I never really had anything that stuck. Most people just called me Sean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but Money Mark, I see you. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, you see how, how you did me? Had me throw out, throw out that alias. Like, listen, listen. From Money Mark to Marcus Y. Rose. Let's like, go. Put yeah. some respect on Yeah. You know what's funny, man? I think that once you make it to a certain point in life, when people start to call you by your full name, you don't just say, oh, Barack. No, no, no. You say Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. You don't just say Marcus. You say Marcus Y. Rose. Yeah. You even throw the middle initial in there. That's heavy. You know it what makes you more distinguished. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I love it. But to to answer your question, right, it was interesting because while some people do a U-turn in life, I didn't do a U-turn. I was moving forward, and I just cut out one of the lanes that I was moving in. Mm. So for me, I was always like uh, president of the class. You know what I'm saying? I was always like the cat that was on the debate team, right? I would be doing all these after-school activities, but then after after school, I was doing after after school activities. You know what I'm saying? I got you. But now what happened was I actually even got to the point where, you know, I had a mentor um, and she was beautiful. So I listened to everything she said. She was my high school counselor. Loved her. Shout out to you, Miss Champion. And so I listened to everything she told me and I got to the University of Michigan, number one public university in America. So they done took this boy from the hood and put him in a school with 40,000 people. Bro, I got up there. I said, oh, my God, 40,000 people. This is this is amazing. The networking here. Yeah. I am going to be the biggest drug dealer on campus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, man, opportunities like this, you just can't pass them up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I got to college and I had never gotten knocked for anything I had ever done, man. I had done, you know, dope. We just... Yeah, the list goes on. You know what I'm saying? It's a you know I, I always had at least five streams of income, but I messed around and I had some guys that were doing um, jewelry scams. I put this in my book. I put this. I said this on page two thirty eight, guys. Okay. Uh, so unashamed, uh, <laughs> not shameless. Unashamed, And the thing is, like I had these guys, they would steal jewelry, you know, and so I would middleman everything. I never liked to get my hands dirty. And if you could steal a $40,000 diamond, who are you going to sell it to? Yeah. Well, I know all the big bosses, right? So I could take your $40,000, $40,000 diamond, sell it over here, be the middleman to it. And there were the guys that were doing that work. They came up to my college town, 
Um, and basically, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up going to jail. Yeah. Right. And so I ended up on TV. Crazy, man. I don't like wearing orange today. This guy behind the camera, guys, has on some <laughs> orange sweater. He's got to get this guy out of here. So I'm going to tell you, like, what happened was, <laughs> what happened was, man, you know, I'm doing mug shots. I got this orange one piece on. It's just like orange is really not my color. You know what I'm saying? It's not the new black. Don't at believe all. what they say, you know? And it was, I saw myself on that TV screen and I was in that cell. And I remember I was on 23 hour lockdown and they put you from A to J block. And um, A block are the people that have the least violent, you know, offenses. I should have been there. They put me in J block. I'm in the back with guys with bald heads with the little Nazi symbols on it and everything. And it was very interesting to say the least. It was a guy throwing crap on the walls. It's just real wild stuff. But I remember sitting there and there was a book with no cover on it. And I began to read it and it was a, a Bible and it didn't speak Shakespearean language. I didn't grow up in nobody's church. But from that day forward, that moment, man, I said the realest prayer I had ever said to that date. I gave my life to Christ in that cell. And then, man, next thing I know, I had a lawyer with some alligator Gucci shoes outside, and I got up out of there. Wow. wow. That's the turning point. Yeah. You got a second chance. Yeah, man. What's the first thing you did when you got out? Cut cut people off. Wow. Cut them off. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, after KFC. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, I cut people off, man. I had to reallocate the people that were in my life. Mm. And this is where I, I really like mentorship is everything. Mentorship is life. And it's like the people you are around are a resemblance of where you're going to be in your destination in your next five years. Yeah. And so for me, man, I, I had to make sure that I changed the people that I was associating with. I started to date different girls. I just started, I just went a totally different direction. I became a new Sean and I started to wrap myself around the goals of what I wanted to be and release the past of everything that I thought before, bro. I love it. So we got a chance, I got a chance to hear like who you help. You help those who are looking to write a book. You show them how to write it in 10 days, how to turn it into multiple streams of income, which we got to get to. Yeah. The backstory growing up in the D from mother, professional shoplifter yeah. to growing up in the streets, turning point of going to prison, coming out of prison, even the whole idea of the initiatives you've done, et cetera. Let's dig into kind of what does that look like just now, Sean right. now, you know, yeah. we dealt with the backstory, but right now, what does it look like? What type of programs, how can people work with you? Like, I want to, I want to hear more about yeah. what yeah. you're doing for authors and let those 20 strings of income. Absolutely, man. And I, I got to clarify, cause I don't want to take too much, uh, Street credibility, if I should say. So yeah. I never went to prison. I literally went to jail. I did three days and three nights and resurrected like Christ. I got my body, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was a matter of like, but I caught a felony on the way out, got into a program where I got it expunged. So went from there, you know. But now this is my thing. Like now what does it look like, man? Life is great. And I think that the way I help people is so awesome because people approach you know, a lot of people will approach like writing books and have the urge to write one. I believe that everybody has a story in them. And when people do it, they go right to their favorite website, Amazon. Yeah. And they put it right there. And honestly, I mean, you're going to get $7 if your book is $20. You're going to get like 35%, $7. Yeah. You pay every other month on that. You know, you don't get no email, no contact, you know what I'm saying? So you don't know, you don't get no phone number. You don't know if it's Craig from Colorado or Candy from Kansas. You don't know. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you're not building a list to make sure you can add value to people so they can actually get the additional products and services that you have. It's, it's, Amazon is kind of like, the only reason I put books there um, is because I want people in prison to be able to purchase my books. That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't drive traffic there. So my whole thing is I teach people how to create uh, 20X machines, right? And with their funnel to where essentially when you create a funnel, you know all about funnels, right? That's my, that's my space. You know? And so when you create a 20X funnel to where you can literally 20X the amount of money that someone can get from a book and make sure that you can create a customer experience that can serve someone to get to the point where you can sell now, I mean, you know, if your average customer is paying 150 you can sell 34 books and make $5,000. That's yeah. simple. You yeah. can sell 68 books and make 10 grand. That's easy. Is that your goal for the month? Uh, 68 books? We can do that in our sleep and have 50 different ways to show you how to actually do that. So we show people how to actually 20X book sales uh, with those funnels, but also we give you a, go, a, a blueprint of how to actually sell the book even if you don't have an audience. Oh, I love it. And so that's one thing where we explode book sales, first and foremost, right? We want to make sure that you're having your five-figure months having a good time there. Then on to the other streams of income, right? So the beautiful thing is that book is literally leading you up to 20 different streams, right? And so I believe in you when you release a book, you need to release that book with multiple streams as well. Mm -hmm. One of the things I tell people all the time, bro, I started speaking in 2008, and um, I, around the time before I released my book, I was making about 5000 to speak for an hour, which, quite frankly, in the mayor's office, I was making 101000 a year, just made six figures by the cliff of my chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Yeah. But I was still only making like a little over 5000 a month, working 200 hours that month. But at the same time, I could speak for one hour and make the same amount. Yeah. I can save 199 hours. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? This is this is crazy. And when you think about that, the crazy thing is I put a book out and then my speaking fee went from 5,000 to up to 25,000, right? And so now I will have to literally work in the mayor's office for five months to get what I can just speak for one hour for and save myself now, what is that? Uh, 999 hours? Whatever he say. Cause he <laughs> I'm like, carry the one, minus two, A-E-I-O-U. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a matter of knowing, like, now when you have these streams of income, I tell people all the time, it's not about book sales. It's about what your book positions you to sell. I love it. Right? I love it. And so now your book is a lead magnet that pays you. Right. So now let's say, for example, I'm gonna give you guys this, this this one strategy of a simple tour that you can do if you wanted to make six figures in, I'll say, three months. We can make it two, but let's just say three months. OK, let's say that Marcus, praise the Lord. The church loves you and you love the church, too. And not only the church, because the church is the people. So, of course, you love the church. Yeah. But you're a man of God. Right. So people always think about they want to get paid to speak. They want to, you know. You know, and people say, oh, I want to give you exposure, all that kind of stuff that's out there. But let's just let's clear out all the smoke and let's understand what happens when you have an actual formidable product. So let's say that you have a book. Uh, you can offer someone when you put it in that funnel, they can make up to three, four, up to five hundred dollars from one customer. Mm -hmm. OK, let's say that you go and get the easiest tour. The book is a church tour. Let's say that each month you're about to actually speak at 10 churches. Yeah. Now, you go and speak at that church, let's say it's 300 people. Now, it's 300 people there, and let's say that you spoke so good that 100 of them want your book. And because of this 20x funnel experience, your average customer is paying you about 150 And now what happens is, even if the church didn't pay you to speak, you can leave there 
with those 100 people giving you about 150 with 15,000. You ain't even get paid to speak. Yeah. What you can then do is continue to run that play in all those different arenas. And don't forget, let's make sure that the place where you just actually finished speaking, they're going to lead you to three more places because they enjoyed your value. Yeah. Right. So you're about to be booked until 2040 because you ain't got time to be speaking for everybody. I love it. You know what I mean? And this is how a person who has just entered the market can enter the market and get it done. Because when people think about speaking, people are like, man, I want to speak. I want to speak. I want to speak. People got to pay me. Hold up. <laughs> people don't pay people who want to speak at all. They pay people who are speaking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So what happens when you speak for free? For one, I got this one from my man, Jeremy Anderson. He said, look, man. When you're speaking for free, you get that in-kind letter. And with the in-kind letter, you let them know that you waived your speaking fee, which may be $10,000, and you can write that off on your taxes. Hold that, okay? So now it's a matter of knowing that you spoke for free, but you just reduce your tax liability. Second thing is you're going to get the video from it. Third thing, you're going to get paid on the back end. Fourth thing, you're about to be booked more and more and more because you killed it on that one. And the fifth thing, you're about to get paid because... You're about to get paid through several ways, even through this 20X funnel. So it's a matter of knowing that that's a major hack for anybody that's writing a book to go to the market just like that. I love it. So let, let's. I want to dig just a little bit deeper into the 20 stream. So if someone is starting, they like, man, I don't, I don't have the time, the resources, the energy, the effort. Or if, let's just say they're confused. Mm -hmm. What are the top three ways, three to five, that you would say right now that someone should package their information into a book and immediately start thinking about three to five additional streams of income. That's good. Here you go. So these are my fave five streams. So, of course, the book, ebooks, and I like to consider ebooks like a single to your book album. Okay. And so, uh, book, ebook, speaking, course, consultation. I love it. I you know what I mean? You got to repeat that so they can write it down. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. So I'll tell you right now, let's get it down. Let's go ahead. Book, ebook, e -book. speaking, uh -huh. consultation, courses. I love it. You're talking my language now. Yeah. Because now we're yeah. talking about monetizing. That's yeah. the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> to monetize the market. Yeah. Like, that's how I define monetization. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what is one thing you can do and split into multiple streams of income or yeah. what I call the God model? That's good. Like, there's no difference between Monday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. Same 24 hours, same day and night. So, how do you take one day and mm -hmm. diversify it or one? hour and diversified how do you take one product one service one idea one concept one audience mm -hmm. one funnel yeah and that's what you should ultimately be doing is automating i love that so here's what i would i would ask man what 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 would you say is the biggest mistake you made biggest money mistake yeah you know we all had those moments where we 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 hit big and you're gonna do one or two things so you got some who get afraid and hold on to it and some to say <laughs> you know, yeah. what's the biggest money mistake you feel like you made when you first start making big, what's, you know, big money is relative. But right. You know what I mean. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, man, something for me, I think it, I'm going to split this in two and I'll say one is scary money don't make money. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? What happened to get money? You know what I'm saying? We used to say that when we was throwing dice back in the day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so scary money don't make money. What happened to get money? Now, this is the thing. I got to a point where um, I started to scale things up. And as I was making money, um, I had a, a situation where I lost about $20,000, Yeah. right? 
And so it was like some marketing that went wrong and in 15 different places and it was supposed to go right. It was working for my friends and them. But then when I did it, I lost 20,000 and I wouldn't, I ain't never lost that much money at one time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just looking at it like, and this is like around 2018, you know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at it like it made me afraid to invest in marketing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so you know how it is, because I'm gonna tell you like this, y'all. Y'all need to market like Marcus. All right. So, period. You know what I'm saying? I, I like, didn't pay him for that. But hey, I, look. But I appreciate. You. But I appreciate. You. My brother's a marketing genius, but bro, I got so afraid to market, man, because I had lost that little sum at the time. Yeah. That I was like, man, like, shoot, like, okay, how do I approach this? But I had to go through, uh, I would say, some entrepreneur therapy to be able to get myself in the right place by making sure I read the right books, listen to the right mentors, and execute the right play with my friend tours to get myself back in a place where I could invest in marketing the way I needed to, and even I need to invest more now. Man, that's a major hack, because I, I mean, all entrepreneurs have taken an L, like in, in the approach of, I think back to, ooh, 2014, 2015, around that time, mm -hmm. I was focused on books, speaking, that's how I got started. Mm -hmm. I remember paying a speaking coach, Charged me twenty five hundred time. That was a lot of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Twenty five hundred, and I remember getting on a session with him because I heard him speak on stage and he killed it. Yeah. So I, I was like, "How do I sign up?" He was like, "Well, I'll do my one on one consult consultations." Blah blah blah. blah. We get on, and he's asking me questions that I'm talking, and I noticed he was like, "Say that again." He's writing it down, and he's writing. I look up probably like two three weeks later, and I saw him teaching on a webinar what he got from me in our session yikes like it broke my heart man wow and like every session was a bunch of questions or him telling me oh yeah write it all out like homework assignments he would give me is to document x y and z and send it to him but i realized he was literally taking the information now it did two things it broke my heart but it also showed me i had something mm -hmm. right it showed me yeah. that I had the skill, I had the information, I liked the confidence. Yeah. Right? So that investment mm -hmm. was a mirror. Mm -hmm. it, it showed me me. So I think for anyone listening, it's powerful what you said, the biggest mistake is taking that L, but it it taught you so much. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And you mentioned entrepreneur therapy. Yeah. You know? Hey, sometimes that's just calling your partner. And he like, I remember calling Neo. And I was like, man, I'm, I, this is recent. I was like, bro, I'm losing so much money with these YouTube ads. He was like, oh, yeah, everybody loses money on the front end with that. I was like, really? Yeah. He was, oh, yeah. I was like, no. I was like, bro, this is five figures plus we losing it. He was like, yeah. I lost a couple hundred. I was like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> but it still didn't feel good. You know what I'm like? So we supposed yeah. to lose money in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it works. And this, mm -hmm. this, this, this. But we, it's so much we don't know. Yeah. And at every level of business, you're learning more and more yeah. and more and more and more. So, like, that's the that's the biggest mistake you made in terms of money. Yeah. What did you get right? Getting right. Hmm. Man, I got a lot of things right. I, I give the context. This. Yeah. That, that moment that you look back now and say, this, this thing right here, if I didn't do nothing else, I'm happy I did this. Like, that's that one thing I know for sure. I got that right. Hey, bro, I'm about to pick up from where we had lunch the other day. I love it. All right. So, look, hey, look, check this out, right? So, I got to a point where I learned what I was supposed to do with my money, right? And this is for every entrepreneur out there listening right now. It's so important to understand the, the levels of, of money. And so, we can talk right now about earned income. That's so important because you got to get the money. Yeah. Right? So now we can have these earned income, earned income conversations, but what you must do with that, uh, some people are going to say, pay your taxes, do all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff got to happen. Yeah. But you got to take that earned income and put them in truly passive vehicles. 
Yeah. Right. And when you put them in those truly passive vehicles, that money should be making money. Your money. Do not be scared of keeping your money in the bank and thinking that that bank is going to save you because it is not. Nothing. Inflation is real and the bank's not giving you enough cream on top of the cream that you just gave to them. So that's that's not where it's at. And they invest in your money. They invest in your money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So literally you get earned income and then you put it into passive vehicles. And then you start to have that next layer of you go from earned income passive vehicles to protecting income because you got to keep as many drops of that cash you can man say that again because i think that's 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 a gem in and of mm -hmm. itself so mm -hmm. thing you got right is understanding that you said so earned income earned that's income we're actually generating from our business businesses whatever right. we're selling yeah into passive vehicles mm -hmm. and then we're going to make sure that we can go into protection mode Right. Because you got to keep as much cash as you possibly can. And so, I mean, it comes down to putting them in so many things where a few things It's you know, it may be life insurance. It may be IRAs. It may be buying a home. It may be it's a number of things where you can actually reduce your tax liability from buying these different things, even if you buy a Bitcoin rig. Right. So let's say, for example, people buy crypto. What if you create it? And you can literally buy a really good Bitcoin rig for like $100,000, reduces your tax liability, and now it's out there making money for you on a yeah. monthly basis. You put that money that is creating into another passive vehicle and continue to run the play, right? Money should be literally making money while you sleep. That was something I heard in Robert Kiyosaki's book when I read it 20 years ago. Yeah. And I never understood what it was because I was always sweating for my dollars. We got to stop sweating for dollars, and we got to start wiping our sweat with our dollars while we're on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh pregnant pause. <laughs> let, that, let that breathe on, on the illustrious words of the philosopher Martin. Let it marinate. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we got to stop sweating for dollars and start wiping our sweat with our dollars. Hey, listen, Sean, a rapper. Come on, man. I don't care what he hey. say. I don't care what he say. <laughs> listen to me. I, Let's get it. I love it so much because what you're basically saying is a mindset shift. Yeah. Like, that's a thought disruption that to truly change the way in which we see money, the mm -hmm. way we see our time, the way we see ourselves. Yeah. That's powerful. So, man, I don't. I, here's what I want to do. I want to I want to kind of do some predictions. I want to go. So we went backwards. We kind of show where you are now. Yeah. Like, what does it look like for Sean Blanchard five years from now? Man, five years from now. Well, my goal from five years to um, is to be a nine figures financially. Uh, so I want to be worth 100 million uh, five years from now. Um, that's one thing. And uh, you always got to throw the financial. When you say goals, money comes to mind real quick. Um, but also, man, five years from now, I will have been married for um, about four you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm going to be this amazing husband, bro. Like, I, it's one of those things as a kid, I didn't have an example of what I wanted my life to be. And I just uh, I just know that I can't wait. I never, I never met a man like myself until I became myself. You know what I'm saying? And so it's one of those things where it's like I need to continue to push that envelope, man. And so five years from now, I'm going to be this married man with two kids, with the nine figures, um, a nine figure, not income, but not income just like coming in, but a cushion, right? Mm. It's not about earning that, but having that, you know what I'm saying? And being able to make sure that I'm sparking uh, generational wealth. And can, I'm going to continue writing books, man. So, and my goal is, my out is making sure that I can be an investor and a philanthropist in the long run, but I'm always going to stick to books because that's what served me and that's how I'm going to serve people. Say what you do well. Man. Let me, so, last question for you. And, and 
So any like in the social media age now, anybody can be anything. They just mm-hmm. go to edit profile and just type in whatever they want to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's like playing dress up in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people just dressing up by changing bio. But if five years from now speaking to that, if we would have just list based on the work you've done, what you've accomplished, what are some of those titles? And this is endless as possible. Comma, 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 author, comma, speaker, comma. What would those titles look like? Yeah. Sean Blanchard. Um, I'll say, um, I'm gonna start with this one, man of God, because being so blessed, you got to let people know that like you're doing it for God and let people know that like you work for God and not for man. It's like, that's so important. So man of God, husband, father, um, um, rich, um, happy, uh, secure, focused, um, vulnerable. Um, I'll say, uh, connected, um, if I didn't say philanthropist, 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 um, investor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think I, I'll keep it right there. I love it. Yeah. So if, for anyone who's ready to take that leap to start their journey of writing a book in 10 days, mm-hmm. turning that into 20 streams of income, how can they get in contact with you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So I want to make sure I can make it blanking and easy for people. And so the way you can contact me, the easiest way is my everything is Sean T. Blanchard. And so that is Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, dot com, Gmail, you name it, all those things. Right. And so that's how to blanket get in contact with me, because people hear stuff like this and be like, what do you say? Sean T. Blanchard with a W. Sean, S-H-A-W-N. T is in terrific. Blanchard, B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D at whatever it is, dot com, Gmail, everything else. That's like how to get in touch with me, if you will. Right. But if you want to work with me. Um, when you go to, um, I like to just give people just my website because once you get there, all the different ways you can work with me are there. So ShantiBlanchard.com, guys. Absolutely. So if you know that you're ready to take the journey of becoming an author, I think it's a phenomenal journey to take. Becoming an author changed my life, and mm-hmm. I know it will for many of you. Got I've known Sean a few years now. Years, bro. Yeah. I've seen, seen the level up is real. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you that you that you finally moved to Wakanda here. Hey, man. let's get it. <laughs> here in Atlanta, man. There's some amazing things happening. So make sure you reach out to Sean T. Blanchard. Get the conversation started as well as follow him. Just follow his journey and all that he's doing in business. But more than anything else, he's just a solid guy. So Shut if you're you, looking man. to Start your your journey as not just an author, but authorpreneur, turning your book into multiple streams of income. Make sure you connect with Sean T. Blanchard. This has been another episode of Monetize with Marcus. I hope you grab something that you can take immediately. It's not what you listen to, but it's what you learn and you can apply. So don't be addicted to education and allergic to execution. Take something from today and be able to apply that to your life. We can't wait to hear how you enjoyed this episode.